Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Spirit Room. I'm Melissa White, and today I'm here with my beautiful friend. Her name is Erica Lee. She is also a professional psychic medium. She's a teacher, um, and she has agreed to come and to chat with us today. So wanted to welcome you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. So um, what I would say is, uh, I guess, first of all, where are you calling us from? So right now I'm calling you from Swampscott, Massachusetts. It's a little old New England town, um, just about 10 miles north of Boston and right next door to Salem, Massachusetts. So in uh, old New England, uh, between Boston and Salem. Awesome. And have you, I mean, I know some of these answers to these questions, but I'll ask you just so that um, our listeners can know, um, have you always been there or where, you know, where are you from? Oh yeah, that's a great question. So I grew up in, in Boston city. So within the city proper limits and I moved around quite a bit after that. Um, I lived for a while on San Francisco in, um, you know, Western Massachusetts and the Berkshires. I lived on Cape Cod. Now I'm in the North Shore. I also lived in Ireland for a short while. So I've had the blessing and the benefit of living in quite a few places, but I am originally from Boston. Amazing. Amazing. And so um, I guess we should tell people we met through a mentorship or mentorship course that we took with Tony Stockwell. And um, we did a trance exercise together over Skype. So it was like us and a few other people all over the place, you know, different, different uh, locations in the world. Um, But it was a powerful experience. It was a beautiful experience. And I guess, I don't know, from there, we just kept in touch. Yeah, exactly. I still remember that. Uh, that was right around Christmas, I believe, or Christmas yeah. Eve, something like that. And yeah. we had that trance experience over Skype and or Zoom or anyway, it was definitely a virtual trance connection, which I was pretty excited about because I had done several spirit sessions, you know, for clients internationally online, but I had never done a trance hitting online. And so that was my first online trance experience. And it's definitely a very cool, very powerful and special experience. Definitely. And same with me. I hadn't ever experienced it that way. So um, yeah, it was, it was a really, yeah, really cool kind of connection to have. Um, and it worked beautifully. So um, yeah, I'm so grateful for that. Um I was wondering if you would tell us about your work. So when would you say you can remember first being aware of the spirit world? Well, that's a great question, Melissa. So I was really aware of the spirit world before I went to kindergarten. And that was when I was four, I believe. So Mm -hmm. at least when I was age four, I kind of grew up in two homes um, with my parents and my aunt. So it definitely was a takes a village a type of approach to growing up, which I greatly appreciate. And my dad was an orphan, or so he called himself. His parents had passed when he was quite young. 
And I would always like see spirit and have them talking to me in my house growing up. And originally, my parents uh, believed I had an overactive imagination or that it was just, you know, imaginary friends. But then I started to describe some details about my grandmother that even my mom didn't know. So I would describe some details about my dad's mother that nobody else would have known about. So that was when they knew that something unique and unusual was happening. And with my aunt, she lived in the house where my dad grew up with his parents when they lived there. And so whenever, you know, I was staying with her or I would be over there, you know, she might see me kind of like looking out of the corner of my eye or just, as we say with kids, like staring off in a space type of a thing. Mm. And she'd be like, oh, Erica, like, what's going on? Like, who are you seeing? Do you think it's your grandmother? Are you seeing her? Are you feeling her? So she was very tuned in and very supportive and very encouraging of the process and reassured me not to be scared and things like that. So those are really my first spirit experiences. And I made every attempt to suppress that growing up because I had known um, from my mom and from my peers at school that definitely wasn't very mainstream or widely accepted. So I did try to repress it as much as I could, but it just kind of was always there and it kept always coming back to me. Right. Yeah. I can relate to that for sure. And it's kind of amazing, you know, when you look back and think, oh, like for your aunt to be there and to kind of, uh, ask you questions and to kind of understand and be sort of like a a safe person to kind of explore that with. I think that's such a blessing. I totally agree. I feel like it was hugely helpful. And even just also from the perspective of, of not just a spirit perspective as a medium, but even as a child, you know, like when you have something you know, when you have like an unusual talent or something, you know, that your mom thinks is like really scary and bad and that none of your peers really understand, um, it's so helpful to have someone um, to sort of reassure you that it, it, it's not as bad as it may seem to these other people in your life. So that like, it was very helpful for me, I feel as a medium um, with my relationship with spirit, but also I feel like it was really helpful with childhood development and self-esteem and things like this, that she was able to be there and just encourage me that, you know, I was totally normal girl. I just had a, you know, unusual gift. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And how did it evolve into um, your professional career? Like, how did that happen? Well, I'm glad you asked, because actually what had happened was so over the years, like, as I was saying, like, I never really was that effective at totally repressing it. So just through word of mouth, like friends and family, people in the community always knew that I had this gift. So that, you know, if something, you know, if I would go visit, say, a cousin, they might say, oh, my neighbor lost her husband, Erica, can she talk to you and and see if she can talk to him? And so, of course, I I always would say yes. And it just kind of gained momentum from there um, that I started to do it kind of um, on the side, I guess, so to speak. And initially, I didn't really think of it as a full-time career for me. I knew that there were some people that were mediums, but I kind of just thought of it as, you know, something that I really enjoyed and that I was happy to use to give back. Um, But as time continued in that way, I realized how much not only did I enjoy it, 
but how healing and transformative it was for the people that I was connecting with and that I got a great sense of reward from that. And as word kind of got around, I just had more and more inquiries. So it was kind of cool that it just sort of like organically expanded in that way. Definitely. I felt the same uh, for myself. So it's just one of those things you look back and think, oh, like, you know, you may not have planned it for yourself, but you can kind of see how maybe all these experiences leading up were kind of preparing you or like you, you can look back and see, oh, okay, of course it was going to be this. Um, but I think when you're going through it, um, it just sort of is a natural, it's a natural kind of process that, you know, it just, it turns into that. Um, so that's, yeah, that's amazing. Um, what would you say for people who are developing or just beginning to, you know, start to develop their mediumship? What would you say is your, um, for you, what was your biggest uh, hurdle with that or your, you know, the thing that was the most difficult about that beginning point, the beginning of the journey? Well, I think, so the beginning of the journey, like very early in my life, I think the two biggest challenges were it not being widely accepted and that making me feel kind of awkward and or afraid. Um, But as far as later on in life um, and engaging training and things like that, it's really interesting because I think actually, I feel that so much training that I've engaged in, like such as where you and I had the blessing to meet uh, when we were working with Tony, like I really love working with Tony because he's very free and I feel that he really engages the natural medium in you. So it's sort of like that great quote um, that a good teacher doesn't tell you what to see, but where to look. So I feel like there's been a lot of development that I've engaged that has been so helpful. Um, But then a a hurdle that I had encountered or a stumbling block is that some of the, some of the training I felt I had sort of set me back because it was more based for people to build and develop into mediums as opposed to harness an advanced mediumship that already exists. And so I feel that, um, some of second guessing myself after I was already in a a state of advanced development was a challenge for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I understand that. And sometimes it's, it's also like, if it's too rigid, uh, the training, I find that for me, I, I don't resonate with that, you know, like rigid kind of way of looking at mediumship. I kind of feel that, it is sort of this, so it's so expansive. It's so unique for each person. And it's such an expression of the soul. So, you know, I think it's to each his own. It's, it's sort of like finding that right fit, you know, and, and, and sort of, um, yeah, you can take so much training that it becomes at a certain point, almost detrimental because then you start to really, you analyze and pick apart your mediumship so much that it almost prevents you from actually being free in it. Um, And I find that for me, sometimes I've had to take a step back, take a break uh, and just do the work, you know, actually just implement everything, integrate everything that I've been exposed to as far as, you know, technique and things like that. Um, But also just remember your own sort of, um, way of looking at it, you know, remember your own way, because 
if it works, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's important, I think, to also honor that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I feel that the real rigid training can be so limiting and it may be useful um, for people, again, you know, that want to really build a connection with spirit. But for if you have any sort of um, pre-existing natural gift of communication, I definitely feel that it can hamper that expansiveness that you talk about. And I love that word, Melissa, because I feel that's one of the real blessings and gifts from spirit, like this sense of great expansion. And I always tell both my clients and my students that it is, it's this spontaneous, organic process so that it's meant to have an element of naturalness. And I'm definitely of the school of thought, like where you're saying it's such a gift of the soul that's so true. And it's totally my philosophy that spirit picks us each for our own filters, our own gifts, our own personalities, like our own capacities, our own aptitudes, and so that they want us for us. So it's definitely, I always encourage engaging training and development, but just remember to stay close to who we are and how we are. And like you say, if we if we have a process and it works and we can just go with that, then we're just, as long as there's healing that's happening and communication and connection, then that's what spirit ultimately wants. And that will be to the greatest benefit of everybody involved. That's how I feel. Definitely. I agree. And I think that, you know, you and I will always be people that will um, be curious and be, you know, learners, you know, we'll be constantly um, taking, you know, taking this course, taking that course, um, trying to expand upon what we've already created. Um, But yeah, just I think it's good. It's good for people to know that it's okay if sometimes, you know, you need to just uh, take a breather too, you know, And, and I think the pressure sometimes is like to be constantly, um, constantly really pushing and striving. And sometimes it's okay just to kind of uh, take what you've already learned, take, you know, what you've already um, been exposed to and kind of like make it work for you. See how you can kind of weave it into your own process and take what works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, that's okay. Um, but I love what you said that it's true. Spirit does want us um, for for who we are as individuals. And so I find lots of times with students, I'm sure you find this too, that they will compare their progress and they'll compare the way that they read and the information that they get. Um, they'll compare it to their their classmates. And I think that's such a... Uh, a stumbling block because you can't really compare the two because it's two different individuals. It's two different souls really like working with different life experiences, working with different aptitudes. So it's, it's sort of like a, it's a difficult thing to, I think, not do when you're kind of in that situation because we're kind of, uh, we're kind of taught that that's, you know, we're kind of shown that comparison is sort of, um, you know, inevitable. But I, I really feel that if you can stick to just your own development and, and really just your own connection with spirit and put your energy there, that's so much more beneficial. I could not agree more. Totally. And I see that a lot too. I was recently teaching a workshop and you know, and a lot of, you know, the students and participants were like, oh, I wish I could, 
you know, get the information that, you know, Mary got. And then Mary would say, I wish I got the information that Kristen got. But it's always so important to me to emphasize that we're all getting information. And exactly like you said, Melissa, spirit works with us all in different ways. And we're all different people. And we're all on a different soul journey. And it's funny because I find a lot of my students will say, but I wish I could see. I want to see them. I want to see them. And it makes me think of that, you know, the old adage of, you know, seeing is believing. And I say that, well, you know, we have to really embrace and just go deeper with what we're getting and then everything naturally evolves from there. And I feel like what's so important for me to tell my students when they're developing and when that comparison comes up or when that frustration with their own journey arrives is that I always like to remind them that healing is not linear and development is not linear. So that while they may see another student that in their assessment is so much more advanced, I mean, that student may come to a point where they have a little bit of a plateau, while the, the original student who's making the comparison may just all of a sudden make this big quantum leap. So there's really is, like you say, there really is no comparing because there are so many factors going on that... It's just such an individual journey and such a nonlinear journey that they're really, we just have to appreciate spirit and ourselves and just keep going with it. Yes. And wouldn't you agree that it's just kind of this, this, it's a process and it will, you know, it will go through ebbs and flows. I, I find that there's such um, pockets of time where everything feels like it's really, really um, growing, you know, and everything feels like, wow, this is amazing. And you'll have these sort of breakthrough moments. And then there are other times where it's like hard work and it feels like, oh, like this is, this is not as easy as it once felt, you know, and I think that's totally normal. I know like lots of, um, professional mediums might not admitted, but I actually, I do feel that it's super normal to, to have that ebb and flow with your, with your connection, have ebb and flow with your abilities, um, and, and that you kind of have to roll with it. Absolutely. I completely agree. And it's, I feel we're, we're just designed, um, by either our human apparatus or by our conditioning through society or our culture or or be whatever it may that we you know we like to see things as progressive um and it i do think ultimately things are progressive but i see it as more of like a spiral staircase as opposed to like a straight line up and i feel that this is definitely universal and like you said melissa maybe not everyone talks about this widely but i'm sure it's pretty universal that it's natural like with everything in life is a process and everything in life has its like cycles and its seasons so i just feel like it's so useful and helpful to remind people of that and it's definitely something that i experience as well Mm -hmm. yeah no i think it is important i think people need to know that they're not alone in it you know and i was fine just when i think i'm at my sort of wit's end with something just when i think that oh like i don't know if i can do this something miraculous will happen, something absolutely beautiful will happen, and I'll be reminded of, oh, okay, yes, I can, you know, so they really do, you know, that once you build that 
bond and that relationship with spirit, they have your back. And I feel that no matter what you go through, and it's not even necessarily just with your development, like in life, uh, to be able to go to spirit and say, I don't know what to do. Just like, just please be with me. Um, I think is such a comfort. And I, you know, I really think that that friendship with spirit is such an important aspect um, of, of life, you know, to be able to have that, to be able to depend upon them. Absolutely. It's absolutely integral. I, and what you said, I love how you said it, Melissa, just saying, I don't know, or however you said, I don't know, you know, what to do, but I'm doing it or help me. I feel that just by having that engagement, like you said, that friendship with spirit and that willingness and that availability to say, you know, I don't know, but I'm here and help me. It, it sort of just underlies, it implies this great trust. And that trust is such a cornerstone of the work. So, and like you said too, it's very comforting also. Like just in times when I felt like, oh, like you said, like those moments when you're like, oh, what am I, like, I I don't know if I can do this or what am I even doing? And then you, you know, you say that and then you're suddenly it all makes sense again and maybe even in a bigger and a better way. So the spirit really does have your back. They are really always there for you. And just engaging that relationship with them will deepen it so that not only do we feel they're more available to help us and teach us, but also it will deepen our trust, which helps every aspect of our life, even beyond mediumship, is my feeling. Yeah, definitely. I I totally agree. Um, What would you say is maybe your... um your inspiration like what in in your life inspires you so it's a great question it's really interesting you ask that because i don't know that there's one big answer i feel that what inspires me really can just be in like the small things every day like i feel that like just going by I'm, I, for me personally, I'm such an ocean person. So in my case, I'm blessed to live by the ocean. Might not be a blessing if I was afraid of the water, but because I love it for me, I'm very grateful. So, you know, I can just go for a walk um, in one of our old towns by the water and just feel very inspired by that. Uh, I do get inspired a lot by experiences that my clients have and have been through. I also find a lot of inspiration in my students. So there's so many ways that I feel inspired. I know that the same aunt that was so helpful for me when I was a little girl in my original development, she was kind of one of my early teachers in a way because she would bring me to this old uh, cemetery, which was from our revolutionary era. So that's about... um, you know, 18th century. And she'd say, you know, and and they had graves, I'd say from, you know, 1700s up till, you know, early 1900s. And we'd walk around and she'd be like, Erica, tell me about the person in this grave or tell me about this person. And so she had had in many ways, a lot of very difficult experiences in her life before I ever met her. And she was in despite that, or maybe because of it, it brought out all this great strength in her. And she was very compassionate, very loving, very energetic, very giving person. So even now she's in spirit. So she's been passed away for quite some time. 
but she very much inspires me both from spirit, but also when I think about her story and her challenges. So I, I feel like I get so many inspirations depending on the day in so many different ways. And what about you, Melissa? Like, what do you think is inspiring or what inspires you? Oh, well, I am similar to you with the water and the ocean. Um, that is like the ultimate for me. I'm not super close. It takes me about 40 minutes to get to, to, to the ocean from where I am. Um, but if I have a chance, if I have the opportunity, that's where I choose to go. Um, and I find, you know, just ordinary moments, but it's something like, you know, you're just going for a walk. And you might walk by a dog who's going for a walk with their owner and you look into their eyes and there's just this moment that's like pure love. Yeah. Those, those moments I'm just like filled with like, oh, that's, in, that's inspirational to me. Um, I'm inspired a lot by um, written, the written word. So I really, I really love like beautiful, beautiful writing, beautiful, um, inspirational words. Uh, to me, that's, that's like ultimately very inspiring. Um, my kids, I find a lot of inspiration from seeing them grow and, and learn and change and, um, kind of like how they see, how they see the world. I find that super, super inspiring. Um, but very much like you with, you know, with clients and their stories, you know, like you, you give them this reading and you have this heart to heart connection. But when you sort of get to get that glimpse into their life and, and the life of the, the people that they love that are now in spirit, um, the love that exists there, especially between, I find I'm such a romantic. So like, when I have a, a husband or a wife who has somebody in spirit and their part, their spouse comes through, to me that is like so sometimes so uplifting and so amazing to kind of feel that bond between them and and that everlasting kind of connection. It's to me that's just like ultimate. You know, I love I love that feeling. That really is so true. I could not agree more. It, it it's so exciting and inspiring. Um, for us to have that experience firsthand in our work, that love really does go on. And when I have a husband whose wife has passed or vice versa, it's really inspiring to witness. And one of the things that I love in that case, as well as in readings in general, is when the wife in spirit or the husband can mention um, a lot of the things that their partner has done um, to send signs to spirit or memorialize their loved one in spirit. Um, so many things that the gestures that we do for those that we love in spirit and how that comes through in the sessions is very inspiring because it's that that connection really is eternal and they really are present. And so that, you know, you may, I had one client who bought his wife's favorite roses for her birthday, uh, when she was in spirit, she'd already been passed, of course, and and that came through in a session that she knew that he had bought her favorite roses for her birthday. So it is very inspiring how that love and that connection continues and how it continues on, on both ends. You know, it continues, the love grows in our heart here while we're on this worldly human journey, but also it continues for those in spirit. So it's definitely agree with that. That's one of the most powerful inspirational things that I feel like we get to witness. 
Definitely. And we're so, you know, we're so blessed to feel it, you know, to be able to feel that love and kind of translate that into words, you know, and sometimes I find that the love is so great that it's almost hard to put into words. Like you're just feeling this amazing, overwhelming sense of just pure love. And um, I find that that's when it's also really beautiful because you can almost just be holding that space for your, your client and it's like they can feel their loved one there with them. You know, they can, they can begin to kind of have that experience of like, oh, it's them. They can, they can feel it within themselves. And I think that's, yeah, that's such a beautiful moment. You know, we're really blessed to experience that. Truly. It feels very sacred, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, I was, I'm always curious about um, how, how spirit kind of manifests I would say like in your day-to-day life, like what's your sort of um, relationship with spirit like in your day-to-day life? That's a great question. Well, I'm always talking to spirit. And so I feel that spirit always finds a way to answer me in one way or another. And sometimes it can be through those big breakthroughs like you were talking about before. But a lot of times it's just through like these little synchronicities and these like intuitive hits that just sort of drive us in the right direction. And one thing that's pretty inspiring from spirit is I can't tell you how many times I've had these experiences where I was so frustrated because, uh, you know, like I... This, this didn't really happen, but this would be like a great example of like, you know, you could be running late, but you ended up missing a, a big car accident on that account or something like that. I feel like those things are happening to me on a very regular basis. And it just like reinforces my trust. Like so easy for us to get frustrated with ourselves or just get caught up in the day in the rush. And then things will happen that initially might make us more upset. But then as it would turn out, they're actually things that are making us more upset at the outset or then in that case, making us more happy. And just like so many blessings of things, like for example, someone had told me about this book, I mean, years ago, um, probably two years ago, I don't know how how long, because I'm not sure about you, Melissa, but I find that the longer of a medium, the less time seems to have the meaning it used to in my mind. Yes. (laughs) You know, but a few years ago, someone told me about this book, and then a couple of days ago, somebody had shown me the book and recommended it to me again. And I was like, wow, I'll have to read that. And then, so about two days ago, somebody showed me this book. And then just this morning, another friend reached out about the book again. So it's cool how it's like, it's like, you know, we can see something or hear something at one time and it does stay somewhere in our bank, our memory bank. But then spirit will always find a way to sort of like bring it up when the time is right or like reinforce that just through these kind of everyday encounters. And it's pretty cool because I love that experience because then you can really see how spirit is woven into our everyday and the real magic of being that's available available to us all the time. I love that. I had that experience kind of recently where I was driving and I wasn't even planning on going to the store, but... Um, I ended up feeling like, oh, I should go in there. But anyways, I was driving and I was thinking about 
I don't even know. I mean, this is basically like conversation with spirit without even meaning to, you know, I was just kind of, you know, you drive, you kind of get into that. It's like a bit of a meditative state. Absolutely. So um, I'm like thinking about this book that I read when I was probably in sixth grade or something. And it was called like the Underground Railway. And I remember thinking I was so proud to be Canadian when I read that book because there was, you know, slaves coming on the Underground Railway from the U.S. to Canada. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, but that's such a, you know, I had that pride. But then I look back and I think I didn't realize when I was a kid that all of our indigenous people had been, you know, through so much and that they were basically being, um, you know, sent to residential schools and there was a great deal of abuse and there was like a lot of injustice in our, in our country. And I, I wasn't aware of it as a child. You know, I only thought, wow, you know, we, I was so proud that this was happening with, you know, um, slaves coming from enslaved people coming from, uh, the States. So, I had this thought like, oh, okay, like that book was amazing and I loved it, but there needs to be more awareness. You know, we need to be aware of also the indigenous people and how they've suffered in our country. And so I end up going to this secondhand store, which like I said, I hadn't planned to. And I go in and right in the front, there's a bunch of books, like bookshelves, like hundreds of books. And I was looking in the um, youth kind of section for Avery for like some novels that she might be able to you know to enjoy like coming up um just to work on her reading and stuff and like literally the second or third book that I pull off the shelf was that book and I mean this is we're talking like 34 well no 30 years ago maybe that I would have read this book um and it's like what are the chances what are the odds that it's sitting there so it was just kind of one of those things I'm like hmm you just kind of realize that you know, these things are not coincidence. Absolutely. It's pretty powerful and pretty magical. And I've learned for myself with that to just to go with it because it always leads, it always leads you somewhere powerful and positive. Yeah. And it's, to me, that's the excitement, you know, when we get those little, those little moments where it's like a nudge, you know, it's like a little wink from spirit. Um, And I think that that's kind of, Fun makes life so much more fun. Absolutely, I totally agree. And then I kind of sometimes feel sorry, not sorry, but I kind of feel bad that not everybody is aware of it or not everybody realizes when these things are happening because it adds so much to your life. So I think to be just kind of oblivious to it would be kind of sad. Totally, I completely agree. I feel like it definitely adds so much to your life and it makes it so much more fun. And you kind of feel like you're on an adventure all the time just by something as benign or banal, I should say, as stopping into a secondhand store, which I love doing that. I think it's so fun to just have time in your day where you can a little bit meander or just go where spirit calls you uh, to use a common turn of phrase, which is actually quite literal, you know, Mm -hmm. but here it is. You stopped into this you know, antique store and, and there the book was, and it was only about the third book you pulled from. And it was something as simple as you just on a whim stopping into the store, you know, you hadn't planned it and there it is. So I think it's so cool how these like simple moments are so magical and it definitely makes life more fun and more mysterious and, and it makes me laugh. And I, like I said, I feel like I'm always on an adventure with that. Exactly. Or if you take a turn that you normally wouldn't take to go home, 
And then you get to see um, a beautiful, you know, like a beautiful eagle or something that's like kind of soaring. Or you happen to notice something else. Like, you know, you take a different route and then you're having an encounter with like a, a – there's that's happened to me for a while. I'll take a different route and then I'll stumble upon a deer or something. You know, just something magical, something that you wouldn't see every day. But it's like, oh, okay, like you feel like you you are sort of being um, guided and even if you're not always aware of it. Yes, exactly. And I love that you use that example because that happens so much. Like whether there's a detour or there's traffic or my GPS dies and I'm lost, but for whatever reason, I can get off the route. But I always like see something special or magical or find a place that I didn't know was there that then I want to check out. And there's so many like hidden gems off the beaten path. And furthermore, it's almost like a metaphor a little bit, right? Like even when we're not on the path, we're still on the path. Yes. Yes. I find myself sort of repeating that to people all the time. That the number one question is people want to know, am I on the right path? And I always think, well, what does that actually mean? Because there's many, many different paths you can take. And in my opinion, from reading from all so many people, I don't think you could be on the wrong path. I think either you're on a path that's leading you somewhere where you know you want to be, or else you're on a path where maybe it's not, but it's leading you where you need to be. So you really can so wrong. I think that sometimes people do find this that sometimes people are trying to avoid challenges, and so they will come for a reading because they just want you to tell them how to not have any challenges. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like that's kind of impossible. Right, right. It kind of works both ways. That while we can't get off the path, we also can't get off the path. There is really no easy route um, because if you follow the way of the heart, then there's challenges that will intrinsically come with that. But that if you avoid the way of the heart, you're going to have so many challenges for not following the way of the heart. And so as much as we can never be on the wrong path, because again, like I, I like to think if I take a wrong turn um, and I have my GPS on or the signal dies and then the GPS just reroutes, it's that even if we do something that's quote unquote the wrong path, like you said, like one of the number one questions is people will say, am I on the right path? Well, if you're on the wrong path, you're not really on the wrong path because not to worry, your soul GPS is just going to re-navigate you. And that if you're looking to take the path that's the easy path, there really is no easy path because whatever path you take, spirit will find ways to to send you to school, so to speak. Yeah. So that's yeah. totally true. Where where I the more I live and the more I connect with people, I realize that none of us are gonna be getting out of this unscathed. Like we'll all have to experience everything. You know, the, the dark and the difficult and the challenging and also the beautiful and the the magical and the you know, filled with love. It's it's a wide range of experiences and that's why I think we choose to come here. You know, if we if we wanted things to stay kind of peaceful and sort of um, easy, I don't think we would choose to come to this place at this time. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because I think 
as you said, there is no easy path, but also everything's all available to us here, like the ability to create, to create change in our life, to choose whatever path there is, is the one that we want. So many challenges will come up, but also so many blessings. There's so many magical moments, but there's also so many heartaches. But at each turn, whether we judge it as good or bad, that's another opportunity for us to learn and grow and create what we want. And that's really like the blessing I feel of the human journey is that there is such a range available to all of us and that we have the free will to take from that what we will and to create what we want. And so it's pretty cool. I feel like as in our life journeys here as humans, like our creativity really, really knows no limit. And it's really exciting to surprise ourselves with what we can do. And it's also inspiring to see what everyone else does with their life and their experiences and how we'll all, everyone could have the same experience, right? But everyone that's going to affect each individual person differently, and each individual person is going to choose a different response. So it's pretty awesome that we have that diversity available to us. And it's definitely part of the fabric of life here and what makes it so fun and interesting, too. I agree. I agree. And it's, it's one of those things, too, that I think we, because we chat with people who have been through the physical world and who are now in spirit, don't you find that really their insight is basically always sort of like you need to enjoy this experience for what it is, you know, to really embrace it um, and, and sort of take that forward. And I think you know, that's the, that's the work is really how to make the most out of this, this life that we have. Absolutely. It's so true. I always have like my, you know, top 10 list of the things that spirits say the most, meaning like the messages that come through on a prevalent, if, you know, almost universal basis. And that's absolutely one of them is to fully embrace and engage the experience here and be in the moment. And of course, you know, just appreciate it for what it is and live and let live and love everyone and just love yourself and just make the most of the experience and that the best way out is through. And so when we're going through a challenging time, I mean, we just have to allow it. And then it seems like that, that way we get more out of it. And I also have found my personal gauntlet here that when I, you know, allow the challenges in a way, or like when things come up that are out of my control that I might identify is emotionally unsavory. If I just allow and just be with it, it seems to sort of work its way through a lot faster. So what seems to be the counterintuitive approach is often the easiest and the best way. And then I know in all my sessions, they're always like, okay, like I don't feel spirit ever denies that we can be having a real challenge, but they always encourage us to find the gems and the joys and the blessings and remember that everything shall pass, which gives us so much more reason to enjoy the joys even more and to be affected by the pain even less because we know it will pass. So true. So true. And that's the thing that it's sometimes hard for people to remember in the, in the midst of their grief or in the midst of their heartache, you know, that it's not always going to feel so heavy. 
and that there there are you know many many um, joyful experiences left to be had. You know, it's it's there's an infinite supply there, um, and it's true. I I notice the same thing. If I resist, and if I if I get myself into a point where I'm sort of like arguing with myself or fighting with myself, it t- seems to last longer, like the challenge. But the minute I'm like, okay, well, this is this sucks. Like this feels difficult. This is a challenge for sure. Um, but I just kind of like allow it to pass through me. I kind of can ask spirit, like any insight, like what should I take from this? You know, what is the, what is the takeaway? And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's like not something I want to hear necessarily, but if I can just, if I can just allow myself that surrender to it, you're right. It does go by, it does work through, um, that much faster. Absolutely. That's, that's what I've learned. It's the same. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, it's, it's not about avoiding. It's, it's kind of like actually embracing, um, embracing the difficulties and, and then realizing that, okay, we got through so many in the past. We'll get through this one too. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, where can people find you? Well, people can find me. So my, Website is ericaleemedium.com and my Instagram handle is the same at ericaleemedium. I also am on Facebook as ericaleemedium um, and I have been um, in my local, what I call my hometown rag, the Boston Globe. Um, you can also find me, I was on the Travel Channel this year um, in the episode called Haunted Homecoming of a series called Trending Fear, so that if you have the Travel Channel, um, whether you're in the U.S. or Canada or Britain or Ireland or Australia, um, you should be able to find that. I know it's Travel Channel in the U.S. I'm not sure about Canada. Um, And I know that, actually, if anyone can feel free to message me because I can't recall what channel it was on. It was recently debuted in Britain and Ireland. And I can't remember right now the name of the channel. But certainly, if you feel free, you can always reach out or get in touch. And um, I would be happy if anybody has any questions. Um, definitely feel free to look me up. You can email me directly, uh, Erica Lee Medium, all lowercase, E-R-I-C-A-L-E-E, medium m-e-d-i-u-m at gmail.com and it's the same exact thing for my instagram handle and those are probably the two best ways to get in touch if you'd like and definitely i always look forward i enjoy chatting about this with anyone who's interested and i'm always happy to help anyone that has any questions or is curious about spirit or their development definitely and i i want to say that i was so proud of the work that you did on that episode because um, it was really, really you and your integrity and uh, such a, um, such a beautiful way of working and in a situation that I could see that not everybody would handle it with that, that grace, you know, and I really, really loved it. So I just want to say that that was amazing, amazing work. And I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm super blessed to know you. I mean, it's so crazy because we've never physically met in person. I know. <laughs> but but you're someone that I talk to pretty much every day. Um and wow. we it's been years of friendship and support and it's refreshing because between the two of us we can be 
brutally honest about like actually what's going on in work and what's going on in life. And there's never any judgment and all I fear or sorry, (laughs) all I feel is this, um, support, you know, and I think that's so important to have somebody like that in your life who, you know, we have, we, we live a very, um, unique kind of life. Not a ton of people can probably relate to, uh, you know, our everyday, you know, the things that go on in our lives every day. Um, but it's been such a, it's such a blessing. So I appreciate you beyond. So thank you. Oh, Melissa, thank you so much. And please know I feel exactly the same. It's from that first uh, trance uh, virtual session on a Christmas Eve many years ago. Uh, We felt such a connection, and it's been such a valuable, um, beautiful blessing in my life. And I'm so glad you mentioned how we've never actually met in person, but I feel closer to you and like I know you better than a lot of people that I've known in person for many years. So it's kind of cool how that works. And I'm so glad that you loved my work on the TV show that means the world to me especially coming from you and because I will say I was quite nervous about it not about working but about how I just kind of went in there I didn't know what to expect which is as you know like that's how we work every day anyway but I didn't know what to expect for when you know things would go live so I'm so glad that you feel that it was a you know a you had a good experience watching it and then it's something that you could relate to as a positive. Definitely. No, definitely. And I would say, you know, it is, it's, you're putting yourself under the microscope, you know? And so we, you know, we're, you're right. We do, we never know what we're walking into for sure. But then when you add the pressure of that being televised, you know, and, and potentially scrutinized, uh, it's an added, it's an added stressor. So no, it was fabulous. And I just felt super proud of you. So I, yeah, I just, number one supporter, and I know that you feel the same. So, I mean, I look forward to um, some collaborations that we've been talking about and uh, some further, some further projects. So yeah, I, I'm so happy that you that you um, came and chatted with us today, and yeah, look forward to what's in store for us next. Oh, me too, Melissa. I'm delighted, and I can't wait. I'm so glad you have me on here, and you know, I look forward to to a time when we're traveling more freely, and that hopefully you can join me here, and hopefully I can come see you in the Vancouver area as well. I mean, there's so many possibilities. So I'm really excited. Oh. Totally. No, we definitely will. We'll definitely be um, brainstorming and uh, yeah, planning for that. So thank you again. And I will talk to you soon. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Melissa. Have an amazing day. And yeah, we'll chat soon. Awesome.